Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DM. I'm Ash. Hello, hello. I'm Alejandro. Today, we're here with Miss Cassie Martinez host of Globefather, a podcast and digital community for travelers who kiss and tell, as well as founder of Lady Lab, an app for women and non-binary creatives, leaders and entrepreneurs to connect and collaborate. She has also been a solo female traveler for over five years, which is very impressive. Hello, Cassie. Hey guys, how are you? We're good. How are you? I cannot complain. I'm mildly hungover. I thought I was going to be a bigger hangover. Life's good. (laughs) (laughs) I see you're in a different environment. I was a little um, backstory. I was on Cassie's podcast that you guys should check out. It was really fun. And I feel like Mm. I see a different background. Did you move rooms? Yes, 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 yes. So it's honestly hard to pin me down, right? Um, But I would say (laughs) the last year and a half, basically since COVID started, I've been in Texas, which is we're in my childhood bedroom right now. This is where I was born and raised y'all where it all started. (laughs) But it's true. Like my my friends on IG are like, dude, where are you right now? Um, Every now and then I kind of jump places and I'll be like, yeah, I'm in Mexico. Next up, baby, let's go. Um, but yeah, I'm fresh off of a month-long trip that I spent in Sayulita, which is a tiny little beach town in Mexico. And then I jumped over to the Baja region and I was in Todos Santos. And wow, it was so rejuvenating, so good. And um, I'm back home now to finish up some episodes with, like you were saying, the Globe Better podcast. It's very hard to edit while on the road, especially with, you know, a MacBook that's just like constantly freezing. I was like, yeah, um, I'm going to do some delayed gratification, bring myself back home, get in the lab as Kanye likes to say and finish this pod and then get out in the world again. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I've been following your Instagram stories. You've been traveling with your mama. Mm, That's really fun. That was so, Mm -hmm. that looked so fun. I was like, can I join you guys? It is a different dynamic, I'll tell you, than doing solo travel. All of a sudden, you're with um, I Love You, Mommy, the source of your traumas. No, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's honestly, it brings up so much to the surface. And it's it's such a bonding experience, too, to just, I say this with anybody in your life. You want to get to know the real them? Go on a trip with them. Go on this a trip true. with somebody. Yep. This is so true. People are so different in their own cities and own towns and their own environment. And then compared to when they're in a different 
travel mindset. They're very different. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When shit hits the fan, who are you? You know, I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mother, who are you? Truly my mirror, even literally just, like, mixing and mingling with people too. That can be kind of fun and like a good barometer for like social skills, mm-hmm. all of that. But I'm so curious what inspired you to start a podcast on travel dating stories? Oh yeah. Um, so I will say my history, <laughs> um, as we were talking about earlier, I have been a solo traveler for like at this point, four or five years. Right. And I remember at that point, I had just been laid off from my company and my earlier twenties was all about climbing up some ladders and having a seat at the table. And like, that was very present for me. All of a sudden I'm taken to a tiny little room, laid off, given a check to leave. And it kind of coinkydinkly, um, which is a new word, I guess I'm bringing to the table, <laughs> coinkydinkly lined up <laughs> with a trip that I had planned with a girlfriend to Lisbon for a week. And I just thought to myself, I'm not coming back. I'm going to take my time. Um, I've earned this time. And so after that week, she went back to Boston and I stayed solo. And I kind of did the Western European backpacker journey, eat, pray, loved all over the place. And um, not only did I get to see a new kind of form of life, which is one, just taking things a little bit easier, slower, taking breaks, you know, being in Italy and being like, oh, okay, I don't have to work all day. Like I can have this coffee and just like revel in this moment or in Spain, like people work, but they also take a nap in the middle of the day and they rest and Mm -hmm. they just introduced the four day work week. Like it's a different way of holding the world. And aside from those things, I also fell in travel love for the first time. And I was like, whoa, this is very, very different than anything I've experienced. I've never been so present. I've never felt so in the moment. And And this was to Lisbon? Oh, this was in actually the biggest travel love of that trip was in Rome, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was kind of near the end of my trip. And I had had little dalliances here and there, you know, little makeouts on the dance floor. You know how it goes. (laughs) But this experience was something that I remember... Um, lasted for like a couple of days and we just explored the city together and we were both travelers uh. just soaking in the romance of a place. And I say this about Rome in particular, there's something very special about falling in love in a place where thousands, if not millions of others have. It's such mm. an aphrodisiac, you know? And um, I remember I kind of kept this little love story to myself and my girlfriends and whatnot. But as I became more open and sharing like about little dalliance I've had, travel trysts, it I found out that everybody has one. Everybody kind of has their mm-hmm. little tail. And um, it has also felt that feeling of, you know, really just being so present and, and letting, you know, a city in and, and falling in love in a city in a deeper way. And I was like, yo, these stories are so fun. I think they could be a little bit more public. They could be a little bit more brought to the surface. Why not? Let's normalize these convos. And at the peak of the pandemic, I was, you know, um, Fisher losing it. And (laughs) I needed to have these conversations with people. And so truly, I just kind of had a spark of an idea started with the name Globe Thotter, right? And the tagline, which is, you know, it's for travelers who kiss and tell people like me who are not not afraid to share a story, re uh, reminisce, rekindle a romance, whatever it may be. And um, step one, Ash, as you remember, it was just like reaching out into my own network of people I've met while traveling, posting on my IG saying, hey, does anybody want to come on 
my, you know, live stream podcast on Twitch and just share a time where they fell in travel love. And little by little, I started having these Zoom dates on Mondays. I guess I'm a masochist because it's Monday, but I was like, yeah, after work, like, let me get on Zoom with my homies and just talk to them about falling in travel love. Let's have a little flirty, cheeky conversation, right? And these Zooms were honestly so fun. Everybody's glowing and talking about Pierre from Paris or that wild (laughs) night out in Berlin. And for a moment, I mean, we were in a dumpster fire situation. We still are, it depends on who you talk to, but it was such a bright light, you know, of a moment. And I always left those conversations feeling like on a cloud and remembering how fun travel is and, you know, how it's going to be right there when all the dust settles as well. I needed it just as much as um, other people have reached out and been like, dude, I needed this pod. I needed (laughs) to remember. Um, But yeah, that's honestly globe thought in a nutshell. Um, Yeah. It makes me happy. (laughs) And your podcast is so, it's such a unique podcast, to be honest. I've never seen or heard anything like it. And when Mm. I came on, it was so fun to reminisce even just about like our trip. So I met Cassie Mm. in Mexico City when I was there. And it was just, it just happened to, I love how fate comes together and puts people together because it was a trip that I needed to make and it Mm. happened. And um, this is the story that I've told so many times, but it's about my little affair in Mexico City. Um, and it was just a cute little weekend. Um, right. And I met Cassie. We had a friend in common too, which was really amazing. And then I came onto your podcast, told you about my one travel dating story. <laughs> and so now I want to hear about yours. I know that you have Ooh. very amazing stories. And I think let's start with... Um, what is your favorite travel dating story? Like, where did you go? Who did you meet? You know, Ash, jumping back to your point and talking about like different trips, like I feel like every single trip you go on, it holds such a purpose, you know, yeah. like us meeting that time. And and for me, my trip to Mexico meant something very special and important to me as well. And, you know, I think back to that first solo trip that I just kind of was teasing earlier. I had just been laid off from a job. And like I was telling you guys, I was on that elevator up and just thinking to myself, like, this is what life is, right? Titles and managing somebody and getting closer and closer to that six figure salary, et cetera, et cetera. You know, 24 year old mindset, 25 year old mindset. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I had been recruited to some company, thought, yeah, this is this is all lining up. This is exactly what's supposed to be happening, right? And little do I know, the first, second day that I'm working at this company, I'm like, oh my God, this doesn't feel right in my gut. This, this is just toxic. It proceeded to go on like that for half a year until, you know, um, I was grinning my teeth. I was never going to leave, you know? And until, like I told you guys, taken to that tiny little room, given a check and said, hey, it's not your fault, but like, go find another job. And, um, you know, luckily and coincidentally, I had already planned to go to Europe. And right then and there, it was obviously let's cry a little, but also it doesn't have to mean what I'm going to jump to conclusions to what it could mean, like being laid off, like, oh my God, I'm not worthy. And they didn't need me. And what does that say about me, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, let's stop right there. And let's go in a different direction, which is like, you're safe right now. You have enough money in the bank because you was a smart girl while you were working. Enjoy some time off, like go on this trip and, you know, work will be right where you left it. And so that was the energy in which I kind of took that trip, right? 
And like I told you, I met up with a girlfriend in Lisbon and I kind of got to know how hostels work, which I would say like, you know, the story in Rome, like it wouldn't have happened without hostel infrastructure. (laughs) Hostels are like the thruple of all my travel relationships. (laughs) Like they're the third partner always in the background. Um, They're the ultimate wingman, truly. And for those that are listening that may not have ever experienced a hostel or have only like seen the movie Hostel, Um, basically a hostel is like communal living and anywhere between like 30 to like $45 a night, you can stay in a bunk bed with five to 10 other people in the room. And it is truly a don't knock it until you've tried it experience. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, these are your homies for the next 24 hours, 48 hours. Like I've been in WhatsApp groups with some of the people in my six bed mixed dorm. And we're like, hey, drop a pin. I'm getting coffee or who wants to go out tonight, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden your solo adventure is not so solo whatsoever. You know, I think people, when they hear solo female traveler, they think you're alone a lot. And I'm like, I'm alone just the amount of time I want to be. You know, just the amount of time that feels right to get to know myself. And then I move on and I kind of hit up whomever, whether it be I met them in the hostel common room on a dating app or, you know, an Airbnb experience, whatever. I'm ready to rejoin. But with all that being said, I'm halfway through that first solo trip, right? I've made it to Rome. I'm just fresh off of Berlin, which was, wow, an eye-opening experience. Berlin is... So many things happen within those clubs that you can never tell another soul. And it's amazing. Um, (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But I was fresh off of that energy. And I thought to myself, well, I want to see Rome. I only have so many days left. It's such a beautiful place. I want to see it with adult eyes because I had been as a teen and, you know, very different. Right. Or so I thought. And then I get there, I check in the hostel, it's whatever. Um, I I kind of go off on my own um, to go get some food. And I'm looking around and wow, Rome, amazing, beautiful, unbelievable, but also not at all different than when I was here 10 years ago. Like Rome has been like this for hundreds and hundreds of years. Who am I to think like it would be any different? Well, all of this changes after I come back to the hostel, take a little nap, wake up for happy hour on the roof because this is another reason why you should go to hostels is there's always happy hours on the roof. (laughs) And um, I wake up, I look across the room of my dorm and I see this beautiful creature who's just checked in. Um, He is Brazilian, tan, a couple cute tattoos. And I'm just like, literally like jaw on the floor. Like, who's that? And this is also number one advice to anybody who's traveling, whether you're solo or not, say hi. Just say hi. You know, I think we can get so into our heads of, oh, I don't want to say hello or, oh my gosh, what are they going to think if I make the first move, et cetera. You never know what lies on the other side of hello. So I went and did just that. And I was like, hey, where are you from? Um, I just woke up from my nap. What are you doing? (laughs) And he's unpacking his bag and he's like, oh, you know, I'm backpacking. I'm from Brazil, et cetera. All this little cute little information that makes up a person. (laughs) And um, I told him, I said, well, I'm going to go upstairs to this happy hour. You should definitely come through. He says he'll think about it, whatever. Cut to like 30 minutes later, he goes up on the roof and I'm like there with my little mojito. And I'm like, he's here. And, and he's just kind of standing there awkwardly by the door like and so I beeline it and I say hey welcome come hang with us like me and my new five random friends that night because that's again the thing about hustle you roll deep you make so many nice friends and um 
long story short, we bar hopped that night. We were dancing and um, he's like trying to get a little bit close on the dance floor. You know how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. A little sneaky, Mm -hmm. sneaky. And um, (laughs) I was thinking to myself, I don't know. He literally is in my dorm. I've had awkward situations before where it's like awkward next morning with some guy or whatever in a hostel. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then he tried to kiss me and I was like, "Mm." and he was like, wait, what's the problem? And I said, it could be really awkward. Don't you think? And he, this is such a perspective flip that I love about this person. He was like, what do you mean? Like, I think we're so lucky. I think we're so lucky. Like what has brought us together already? We're, wow. we're roommates. Like, does it get any more aligned? Like, what do you mean? Oh my God. And yeah. And that reminds me Ash, of what you were saying, how every trip too, you're like, wow, I'm so glad we met the fates, the stars, whatever. And that is a choice. Someone mm-hmm. who's a little bit more half glass empty. I'd be like, yeah, you got put in a room together. What does that fucking say? And I'm like, no, dude, 11, 11. Yeah. Angel exactly. numbers. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> And so after he said that, I mean, I couldn't resist. We ended up dancing all night, kissing, et cetera. And then the next morning, I kid you not, I'm in my little dorm on my bunk bed and he wakes me up by like coming to my bed and like stroking my hair and giving me a kiss. And I was like, yo, he wasn't bullshitting. Like he really is little Mr. Romantic. And at that moment is when I decided like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to be fully in this moment. We spent the next few days like exploring Rome together, having gelato. And uh, it was just amazing. It was amazing. It was being present. We saw the freaking Pope together. We went to the Vatican and it was just so happened to be the one day a month that the Pope addresses the crowd and things like that. Um, And I was just like, wow. You know, you never know what happens when you can just let yourself be so in that moment. You know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't one time. I mean, I was thinking it here and there, but I was like, Cass, put it away to say, well, what are we and what can we in this? This is a guy that just moved to Italy. I live in Texas. I lived in California at the time. Like I couldn't ask that question. So at the time, like we just were in it. We're in it. We, We stayed communicating after that via WhatsApp. We met up a year later in Sardinia, um, on an Italian, Italian island that he was working on. And that one, I will say it was different. Cause I was in my head, like, well, this is our second time round two, like proposal, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that one, I will say is truly like put a bow on it. One of the most epic travel romances. And it, it to this day, like we don't talk often, but I hold, he holds a special place for me. And I think for, for him too. It's just amazing to see how relationships develop or how things go when you have no expectations. Yeah. For example, this, right? So like the first mm. time you had zero expectations, you're both in this like new country. You already know that it's probably not going to work out after, but just be in the moment and enjoy what it is. And the second yeah. time, maybe you had like a little bit of expectation that that, that might've been. Yes. Like, yes. I but call you had it a post honestly. about expectation on social media. I saw that was like really poignant. Expectations are the kryptonite to the moment. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. they really are. And I don't know, maybe it was what you saw. I, I posted a an IG question, basically asking the Globe Thought audience. I was like, what misconception are we going to be releasing today about travel. And for me, it was like letting go of that perfect trip or expectations of a perfect trip, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. And so when you release those expectations or even 
the idea perfect because it, it doesn't, it's not real. Then you can enjoy the beauty of what is, you know, of what is really right in front of you, the person that's right in front of you, not your projection of that person, not what you want them to be. Um, I saw a hilarious TikTok that was like, honestly, when we look at you, we see not only the person in front of us, but also what we think you can be. And that is where we can trip up. Yeah, that is so <laughs> Just true. look at them. Just look at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for what they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you Don't always been known for these like really insightful, profound statements? Or because I feel like so much of what you said within like what 20 minutes of like having a conversation with you, you've spoken on so many important topics that Ash and Lauren and I have either spoken about with guests mm. or uh, separately. You're hilarious. <laughs> you? You're hilarious. I will credit this to a little bit of a micro dosing shroom journey I went on this year. Not only okay. that, okay. counseling, blessed mm-hmm. to have a counselor. And then also huge, huge chunk. And I would say even maybe the biggest part is the travel. Travel, yeah. whether or not you are a spiritual person, will bring up so much to the surface. So yeah. much to the surface, so quickly, especially if you're solo, even when you're with the homies too. Like people say, Well, do you ever travel with friends? I'm like, Yeah, of course. But you are coming up against some limitations when you travel with your friends, when you travel mm-hmm. with people you know, because this is a little bit of self imposed thinking, but it's also from others too. Is we have our characters. We are, you know, for example, someone will in my friend group is like, oh my God, you're the flirty one. You're always like that, Cassie. You always go find somebody, whatever. (laughs) And then that almost becomes like this expectation. Like, what if that night I'm just like, I just want to be here with my girls. I don't want to be just X, Y, Z archetype in someone's brain. Mm -hmm. And again, I I do think some of this is self-fucking-imposed. Like, we're like, oh, they expect me to always be funny or I'm the shy one or this or that. Um, But yeah. That, that's an interesting part of it too, the spiritual side that comes up with traveling. So much. I agree. So. I recently was in Kauai with my boyfriend and it was just such a different side to Hawaii than we had witnessed before. Oahu mm-hmm. was the last island that we had visited. So to have that compare and contrast was really surreal, but also to have like the peaceful tranquility of it all, to reflect, rejuvenate, and kind of like do like a mental and emotional cleanse. Uh, yeah, it, it can totally. be really I think a big part of it as well is loops, right? Like we have loops when we're at home. Like I come home to Texas and it goes from zero or it goes from a hundred to zero and like no shade to Texas, but I just do the same things every day. And that's partially my fault. You know, like I go back and forth from the kitchen. I, you know, when I want, I work from the couch and like, maybe I'll go to the coffee shop. That'll be like my treat, you know? And when you travel, you are carving new literal like neural pathways every single day. One of yeah. my one of my favorite travel memoirs called What I Was Doing While You Were Breeding. So good. Jeez Louise. Um, she talks about how that's a literal part of what makes you a shinier, brighter, happier person when traveling is because every single day you're like, well, how am I going to get there? Okay, cool. And what should I eat? I've never been here before. And oh, hey, I made it back to the place without my map. Like things like that, that build momentum and then truly do elevate your energy. And, you know, whether or not you believe in the energies, all that stuff, like you are just glowing. Travelers glow. You know, when you're out and about, you're like, they have something to them. And that glow they're is very sexy, like, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they're just so knowledgeable. And you just, you build so many life experiences just by mm. traveling, even if it's to a different city in the States. Okay, you can't go yeah. abroad. That's fine. Just going to a different city. 
even in the same state, it just, it opens up your, your mind, your, you know, mm. you learn so much more about the city that you're in, the state that you're in, the country that you're in. I'm doing my first solo trip. It's to New York, yes. but, but <laughs> I mean, I guess That's does amazing. Mexico City count? Not really. Um, yes, I would say check, check, let's go. <laughs> check, check. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's my second solo trip. Um, no, I, I don't think Mexico City counts, but I think this one <laughs> I'm just going to, I've been to New York so many times, but I haven't done it just by myself. Like I'm not going to visit anyone. I'm just going, you know, to just do my own thing. And I'm excited. It. It's, it's just New York. So it's not, I'm, I'm, next I do want to do Europe and I know we were talking about it. Maybe we'll meet somewhere in Europe. Dropping pins. Yes, dropping pins. Um, I don't know if we do hostels anymore, but if you do it, I'm down. <laughs> you like, always in- see that one friend that goes to the hostel and you're like, can you just tell me where y'all going later? Because I'm not going to stay there. Yeah, but- yeah. You make the friends and just yes. like, drop the pin. I've been be that there. person. I've been that person to friends in hostels. I'm like, I'm too grown. I'll be in my Airbnb, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm now in my late 20s. I don't know. I think. I think I just skipped the whole hostel age. Um, Meet at the pub crawl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is the best city in your experience to travel date? Ooh, okay. I say this again and again. Barcelona is that bitch. Okay. Barcelona is that bitch. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just, I, I love it. I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, I love That's it because... Dope. Yeah, you've got the beach. It's not the cleanest beach, but you've got nature out there. If you want to reconnect, you know, you want to be hungover on the sand, whatever, you've got that. You've got amazing, impeccable nightlife. Like I'm talking some of the best electronic music, or if you want reggaeton, you want to go to a hip hop spot, like it's really all at your fingertips. And then some of the best cuisine. It's a super cosmopolitan city. Everybody from Europe who maybe is walking like kind of like the artist way or that walk or, you know, just a creative, all sorts of people, they come down there. And um, I think also some of the bars that you can go to, the restaurants that you can go to on date Mm -hmm. night, amazing the neighborhoods even is just a date in itself like walk around hold hands go down and see some of the architecture together the moody lighting everything's that soft yellow european glow you know what i'm talking about those street lamps they just don't do them like that here (laughs) cobblestone roads too exactly exactly and then when you want hey do you want to get some ice cream together clink clink your cones like it's a beautiful experience a beautiful experience i love talk about restoring oneself from a hangover i I mean we went to the beach it was right down the um way from the w hotel there mm-hmm. were there were guys selling beers on the beach like it wasn't oh even- yeah <laughs> that's the thing in barca they they really do just be selling those beers like one of my favorite little date night locations actually is the macba which you don't gotta pay a cent to go to the macba you, i see your face alejandro it's a, <laughs> it's a museum there and basically outside there are skaters of all walks of life like you'll see a famous ass skater just going up and down doing all these tricks i mean i never ripped know who they as are. hell like how are they <laughs> so ripped it's insane Mm -hmm. oh my god Alejandro you bring up an excellent point you bring up an excellent point you can buy beer that's probably Cassie's like spot to go find someone (laughs) yes well I mean I had me a week-long skater boyfriend in Barso one time and that was our spot let's go up there he would skate I'm like eating my pizza like that's my man that's my man (laughs) and you talk about ripped like he had an eight pack I was like how where'd at like just what what 
He was so cute. He was so cute. But I say go to MACBA, set up shop, start your night there, have a couple beers, meet some people. People are just there with their speakers enjoying life. And there's no rush because Barcelona nightlife, it never ends. Mm. You know, like nights typically go till four, some of the techno places till six. Like that's what I love versus this mad dash in the States to get somewhere because uh, everything closes by two, but we get there at 11. I'm like, we could get here at 6 p.m. No, yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> we <could be> early. <laughs> How do you think dating culture is different? Like what are the, some of the, like the differences mm. and the similarities between dating cultures in Europe? Because I feel like most of your experiences were in Europe, right? Mm, yes, Compared yes. to America. Totally, totally. And I feel like America, we move quick, right? And like a lot of the trends mm. that start here, even on the dating apps, like four or five years later, I'm starting to see in Europe too. And I'm like, oh man, that's mm. lame. Um, But yeah, a lot of my experience is based in Europe because I was just a little bit obsessed for most of my twenties. Every solo trip adventure, I was like, yeah, going back. <laughs> but one of the biggest differences, even that makes me laugh sometimes is that like a couple of years ago, Tinder was still like a very romantic app. You know, like I could match with somebody on Tinder and then say, hey, like, let's meet for a coffee. And then we'd have like the sweetest date. There was no pressure of like, hey, just meet me at my house, et cetera. Like, I feel like, you know, no shade, but like Tinder can have that energy. And that's why so many people are like, oh, well, I want to do Bumble. I want to do Hinge, whatever. Those Mm -hmm. apps, they're not popular there. Like Bumble, sure. Hinge, like it's going to be you and five other people like on that app. <laughs> so I think like, that's big cultural difference as well. I think in certain countries, you know, like Italy, like France, like they're down right that second to have a love story, like not just some pickup line and like, let's go get a drink later and like do our little dance of a first date. Um, that's very predictable, you know, like they're like, get on the back of the Vespa. I want to take you to this place. I want to show you. uh, It's very experiential. It's very experiential. And no matter what, even if they just got off from work an hour ago, they're like, let's have a moment. I think Uh, that is, that's the addicting part. I'm like, I have a whole podcast about this because it is a moment. It is a moment. (laughs) Just out of curiosity, is there a favorite story from a guest of yours? Let me think. I mean, honestly, there are so many. They all just like make me glow. And what I love about them too is I'd say honestly, all of them, excluding like a future guest I've got in the books, who's now married to her boo-boo that she met while traveling. Honestly, all of us are like, yeah, like it was a moment in time. We're not together anymore, but like, it's all love. You know, and that makes me happy. You know, that makes me really happy. Um, There's a story on Melissa's episode where she talks about, you know, it was one of her last nights and um, she had just gotten some sad news from back home and she was in Italy and the night ended with her and a bunch of people from the hospital jumping into the coast naked, you know, and she was like, I had my eye on that dude for days and it finally culminated, you know? And I love that kind of story. We just had another story um, with Claudia, AKA the travel critic, who's a content creator. And um, she just went to Portugal or this was actually years ago. She went to Portugal for New Year's Eve. And the whole time leading up to the trip, she was like, I'm going to go meet my Portuguese poppy. She just kept saying that Portuguese poppy. I'm meeting him (laughs) tall, dark, handsome. She held him in her mind's eye. Basically, she's like, I'm manifesting this man. And I was like, go off. And she tells me that she's there. It's New Year's. She has a little buzz. She turns over and who does she see? 
exactly, literally like the man she's envisioning. And she said very pointedly, and I think a lot of us can relate to this. She's like, back home, I do not approach people for nothing. I don't approach people. I let them come to me. That's that's her MO. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, that's my strategy. She goes, but when in Portugal, which is the exact globe thoughter mindset in a nutshell, when in Rome, when in Portugal, when is this ever going to happen again? Let me lay those you know, assumptions to the side or those old mindsets, limiting beliefs, whatever, and just go for it and be present. And she had the best night dancing all night, went to the casino, started the new year off. Right. Let me tell you. And I love that story too. (laughs) I'm going to learn from that and manifest my New York. Right. Right. Just bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to just bored my New York boo. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, truly like just the lesson we taken from that is just like, just go say hi go say Mm -hmm. hi. It's sexy. It's sexy. You know, how often do we think when we're sitting at a hotel or just kind of like on our phones, like not, Oh, I wish someone would come up to me right now. But like, if someone did like, that'd be really fucking cool. Like, cause so often we get in our heads, uh, but what would this person think if that and this, and then literally it says so much when someone can break through all that inner noise and come Mm -hmm. up to you, you, your subconscious brain is like, that's hot. That's really sexy. I need to learn from that because I've always been the person to see like a really hot guy and then just like mm-hmm. kind of like try to make eye contact and like mm-hmm. try to just like send energy there, like come talk to me. But obviously it becomes such a work. bigger, it becomes such a bigger, bigger, bigger moment then. Like I've had yeah. those moments. I do that all the time, like eyes from side to side or whatever. Like we've seen the movies and then <laughs> that makes it such a big, like, hey, I've been seeing you watch me all night. Like that's weird. Like how about yeah. you like, hey, like where are you from or what's it called like just say something and then i think that that just opens a door well i think this is a groovy spot to segue into our letter that was written by a listener gosh do you mind if i read the letter and please go for it yeah we have dear damsels i met someone on instagram who lives in paris but the problem is that i live in san francisco i really like him and i want us to take it offline I want to go meet him, but I'm too nervous to travel to a different country for the first time to meet someone I've never met before. What's the protocol? Do I stay with him? Do I buy my own ticket or do I ask him to pay for it? I've never done anything like that. (laughs) Oh, yes, go off. Send the Venmo. Sorry to interrupt, but damn. (laughs) Cash app, right? All right. Uh, I've never done anything like this, not even traveled to a different city to meet someone new. Please help. Sincerely, the nervous traveler. I love it. What do you think, Kathy? I love it. I love it. Okay, back to the point we're all giggling about, though. You do not get what you don't ask for, though. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) hey, closed mouths don't get fed. I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but I wouldn't lead with it. (laughs) No. Yeah, Um, yeah. but you're going to (laughs) pay. Right. what, What I suggest first is a big perspective flip, which is, you know, she asked the question, I've never, I'm nervous over the idea of going to a country just to see this one person. Well, if you have the perspective flip of, I'm going to go to this country and like explore this country too. And he's the cherry on top that Mm -hmm. might or might not happen because, you know, say you do go, you get your own place. Um, you meet up and there's not necessarily an energy or an attraction. Like there's no pressure, you know, there really isn't. And you're like, Hey, like I'm feeling more friend vibes or, Oh, actually this is beyond my wildest dreams. And like, Hey, we have two places now you want to come over to mine or yours, you know, like I think that's the mindset. And then also like 
just being really clear too, because like, these are adult conversations. Like maybe she has different expectations than he does. Um, get that out of the way first, because that will either keep you in the mind frame of like, oh, this is just casual. Who knows where this could go, whatever. Or like, we're building something here and like, let's see where that goes too. But we had a former dating coach on the pod or um, mm-hmm. a dating pod host, podcast host on the pod. And she suggested a way to check yourself before you wreck yourself on trips and just keep people in their boxes is to literally put them in boxes and do not move them out of that box until they have said explicitly that they want to come out of that box. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That they, you know, this is the conversations of like, okay, well I'm here and like, well, what are we? Uh, or not, what are we, but like, this is before the plane ticket gets bought. Like what's yeah. the intentions here, et cetera. Yeah. That helpful. That is helpful, I guess as well, but hugely perspective flipping of, mm-hmm. I'm not going to Italy just to see this dude. I'm going yeah. to Italy for me and we'll meet up and see where that goes. And, you know, having your plan A and plan B that will help you sleep at night. And knowing that like, even if it doesn't work out romantically with this guy, maybe it's an adventure partner. Mm -hmm. I always suggest that when you say hi to somebody, I'm not talking about, you know, coming to up to somebody and having like a creepy pickup line. That's never the move. But if you just (laughs) ask somebody, like we were saying earlier, where are you from? Where have you been traveling, et cetera? Start off on that platonic foot and you will always be pleasantly surprised if it progresses. So yeah, I would say go, I would say go get your own place, know in the back of your head that it may not be exactly what you think, but it may as well and be open to both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, keeping people in boxes until they have proved to you through their actions, not just words as well, that they deserve to be put on this pedestal. We ain't putting these dudes on pedestals for nothing. yeah it does seem like there is this expectation of this like loftiness and like Mm. imagination and where it's going Uh do i stay with him it's like what was there even us like already in your vocabulary with him like Mm. my goodness yes i I get it i get it and you know i think too it's a thin line to walk right like especially as someone who hosts a podcast that's all about falling and travel love but like Mm -hmm. i'm also a very much a realist you know, and I have to check myself before I wreck myself too of like, well, don't get jaded now because there right. always is potentiality. But if you keep people in their boxes, you will be pleasantly surprised when they pull themselves out, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. But plan A and plan B. Plan yeah, A I agree. And plan B. I've literally had one night where um, I had a thing with a dude in Portugal and he last minute was like, I'm not going to come out tonight. I'm, I'm hungover from last night. Very human, normal responses. And I was like a little um, annoyed, obviously. I was like, what? I'm all cute. What? <laughs> and then I went out with my friends anyway. And that night I met somebody different and I am not beholden to anybody. And I was like, you know what, if I had stayed home and salty about this, I wouldn't have met this super cute guy that has the same birthday as me. Oh my God. Fate. (laughs) 11, 11. (laughs) Yay. 11, 11. (laughs) No, I'm with you on that. It goes all the way back to expectations and having Mm. what kind of expectations you have, because if you do go into it, having high expectations or just, you know, in your head, you've planned out exactly how it's going to go. Chances are, it's not going to go that oh, way. And you're just going to get disappointed. Yeah. 
And I mean, yes. I went through a similar thing um, with her when I was during my Mexico City trip. I asked so many friends, do I buy my own plane ticket? How does this work? I've never done this mm, before. And right. I ended up getting my own spot and, you know, buying my own tickets. And I'm so glad that I did that because even though it went really, really well, it just, it made me feel so much better in the moment when I was in LA booking my, my, otherwise I probably wouldn't have gone if I didn't have my own spot mm, or bought my own 100%. tickets. Cause you know, like I have that confidence now that if anything goes wrong, I can have my own spot. Like I'm not tied to this person. Yes. I can do my own thing. I'll figure it out. Um, but at least I, I have a spot, a place to stay. Yes. Huge moves. Those are the yeah. things that give you peace of mind. And travel is all about peace of mind. You know, maybe you're overthinking this or that or whatever, but if it helps you sleep at night and when you get there, feel good and safe mm-hmm. and like you have that plan B and plan B ain't so bad. You know, you never know. Like, I mean, I can see the TikTok right now. That's like, I flew to such and such place to meet this guy. He stood me up. And then I met Pierre, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you never know, you never know what can happen. It's you all absolutely good. do not. After I graduated from college, I was going to get certified to teach English as a second language in New York. But that was definitely my plan A. But the train ride uh, from where I was at to the city, I ended up meeting someone and like we connected. He was mm. staying like on the other side of the park from where I was at. And like we ended up having like, two weeks of just wildly immersive New York experience where the both yes. of us were just like, neither one of us had any expectation going into it. But, you know, we're friends, but we ended up spending so much time together because we were just you know, absorbing the city environment. It was really romantic. It was very, very yes. special. But when it came time for him to go, I still had to do my thing. So I was like, I'm not about to pick up and leave. So it was very like, I don't know, it, was, it was cool. It was just like an interweaving of universal energies, just pushing us together for that moment. And then, you know, yes, and then releasing and then yeah. releasing and it's all love. You know, it's all love. I got to go do me. I'm going to my next place or I'm, I'm, you know, making my life here, et cetera. It sounds like New York was the third character. You were in a throuple with New York too. Well, New York yeah. is such a place to, do that i mean exactly new york has that similar energy to rome and like it's this story has happened so many times in so many different ways and it's just new york is happy to be that for you you know and help you have a night that you will never forget that could only happen here kind of energy and i don't know i'm gonna have to start adding that tagline it was like the cities are the the third you know you're in the open relationship with the city that's true because it plays such a big part in that experience and it it just sets like the whole vibe for your relationship or even if it's like a weekend or two weeks whatever Mm. it is it it sets it and without that city it kind of just takes away from the romanticism of it Right, right. And it's a very, very good question to ask. Who are we without this city? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people be guests on the pod and talk about, you know, do I really have intense feelings for you once we're back at home in like suburbia and things yeah. like that? And like, that's when you get to know somebody without all the glitter and gloss of a city mm-hmm. as well. And that doesn't have to be a negative. It doesn't have to be a negative. Like you were just saying, Alejandro, like there was a time, there was a place it served us it was so meaningful and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. We don't have to make it wrong when we, you know, see each other again. And maybe it's not exactly like it was last time or, you know, it's not all glitter and rainbows this time around mm-hmm. without Paris in the background. Like that's okay too. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like write a book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Working on it, working on it. 
I want to, I want to so deeply. I think these stories, like if they make anybody in the world, like just feel like I can do that too. You know, there's so much different kinds of love out there on the table. And if we limit ourselves to just no monogamous toward marriage, it has to be serious or nothing. We're leaving so many experiences on the floor Mm -hmm. that we can all grow from and and really lean into. Cassie, (laughs) what's next for you? Where are you? Do you have any travel plans? Mm, What are you working on? Yeah, I'm landed here for a couple more weeks in Texas and um, I'm going to be polishing up some episodes of Globe Thotter, getting them out to the world. And I actually just launched a Globe Thotter Facebook group. It's super cute the amount of baddies in this group already i'm like excuse me but basically the globe daughter facebook group is a place for us to trade our scandalous stories in a private safe place (laughs) not only that but also trade tips like this is where you can say like hey what kind of uh you know charger should i take or this or that (laughs) that's important yeah super (laughs) important and then ultimately my favorite is for us to link up anywhere in the world like mm-hmm. say you're in Paris, say you're in New York, you could drop that and say, I'm here, I'm here in New York from these dates. Anybody want to link up? Let's get coffee. Like that, if that happens even just once, I'll be a happy camper. But yeah, that. that's Globe Thought. We're trying to make it not just, you know, not just the podcast, but also the TikTok, the Facebook mm-hmm. group. Like, let's go. Let's start this global domination. <laughs> so we can find Globe Thought on Facebook, on Yes, Instagram. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So if you want to follow Globe Thought on Instagram, we are the lover in travel lover. We're also on TikTok. I'm be lip syncing for y'all all day. <laughs> also, um, you know, sharing club recommendations. We've, we've been really having a lot of success doing that. Like I just made a Berlin club guide, finished one about Prague, um, Barcelona as well. So if you want nightlife recommendations and also the cafes to be hung over in the next day, check us out, girl. I'm on it. If y'all have any ideas for cities you want to see, I'm working on the Prague TikTok right now. Um, people do not hesitate to let me know. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. I want to see Paris and I want to see Rome. Okay. Got it. Got it. Love Mm -hmm. to see Mykonos. Yes. Immediately in my head is Lindsay dancing at her club in Mykonos. Oh my God. Her and uh, Jimmy Collins. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. Icons. Nothing but icons. Awesome. Well, Cassie, it was so nice to have you. I love chatting to you. Your stories are always inspiring and funny and just full of romance. Like you know how to talk about a city and just add so much romance to it, even if it's not a romantic story. Ooh, <laughs> love is lurking behind the corners. Yeah. All of them. Thank, Thank you guys. So what a bright on. spot of my day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.